if you're going to start a business, you better make money because otherwise, uh, (laughs) do your market research. Hello, what's up Mentors Collective? On this episode, we're going to be talking about developing your own app, which is almost the the dream for a lot of uh, future business owners, what they want to do. And obviously there's a million apps popping up. So this episode is going to be kind of your how-to guide on how to actually do it, make money from it, and all of the roadblocks that you might uh, foresee ahead. And to cover this topic, I brought in a friend of mine, Allison Roberts, who founded Faster Size with her dad in 2019. And it's a fitness app, and this is what they what they do full-time now. She's able to talk about every aspect of it. So Allison, thank you for joining me on this podcast, and uh, I appreciate your time. Yeah, very happy to be here. I, I love talking about faster size. I know it might be hard to get me to shut up, but I'll do my best. <laughs> That's okay. So we can start with you rambling about faster size. What is the app? Um, you know, talk to me a little bit about the functionality and what people can expect from it, and hopefully, you guys are listening and like it. You can go download it while while she talks. <laughs> right, right. So basically, Faster Size is a fitness program. Um, like you said, I developed this with my dad, um, but he actually created the fitness program Faster Size, and I kind of am the one who built the structure around it to make it more mainstream and easily accessible. Um, The fitness program itself, it takes five minutes a day and you do one minute of shivering at a time. And I said shivering, um, so you shiver to get fit. And I wouldn't have believed that it worked if I hadn't used it myself. I actually used Faster Size to enter a bodybuilding competition eight months after having my son. I lost like 45 pounds and got down to like 10% body fat just doing this program. So. After that, I thought, this sounds like a really great way to help people get in shape. So kind of poured my heart and soul into it from that point. Um, But as you can imagine with a fitness app, we're going to teach people how to do the program. So we have lots of videos, really big video library and tutorials. And then we also have a place where you can track both your activity and your progress over time. Um, If you have heard about um, Atomic Habits, that's a book that talks about like how to help people build habits. So we've tried to incorporate some of the ideas and best practices from that book. So we help people track their activity throughout the day. And then also, you know, I lost this much weight. This is how much I weigh now. And they can compare variables over time. Um, And then there's also a section where you can connect with other faster sizers. We call it our faster size connect. So you have a social feed, kind of like Facebook. Um, And then you also have an account where people can follow you kind of like Instagram. Um, And then we have another kind of new feature called groups, where you can subscribe to different groups that are relative or relevant to what you're doing. Um, And then our most recent feature was helping people create their own schedules, their own reminders throughout the day. So that's the hardest part of this program is just remembering to do it because um, it's so easy, but it does have like multiple times you do it throughout the day. So we have a place where they can schedule their own stuff. So that's kind of the high level uh, faster size app and its functionality. Cool. Lots of functionality and a very interesting angle on fitness, shivering to lose weight and get healthy. Can you, for those of you watching this on, on video and I'm going to cut out a little clip, but can you show me what that looks like? The shivering for exercise is like forced shivering. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> so um, it's that, it's exactly like it sounds. So, um, you know, shivering is the body's fastest way to burn stored fuel and you don't have to be cold to get the benefits of shivering. So, um, when you shiver, I'm, I'm just going to stand up a little bit like this. 
you basically just want to move your arms and your legs about an inch or two in either direction and do it as fast as you can. So I'm going to back up a little bit now. You can see I got sweatpants on. This is another benefit of working from home. <laughs> but you just kind of... For those of you watching, she's standing up, shaking <laughs> her arms and legs. <laughs> yep. So you just, you just shiver standing and like we have a lot of different exercises. So you could do like a plank position. You could do it like seated or, or like leaning up against something. So there's a lot of different ways to do it, but just that little bit's getting me kind of winded. <laughs> it's like, I, I can't remember. I think we tracked this with an Apple watch one time, but just one round of that shivering can burn like a hundred calories. I think it makes a lot um, of sense kind of from a, like an evolution uh, perspective. I mean, the fastest way to burn those calories to generate body heat through exercise. I mean, that's your natural mechanism for burning calories to generate heat. Uh, so you made a right. whole app and, and lifestyle around utilizing that mechanism to burn calories. So interesting. Right. <laughs> uh, love that. Uh, so lots of functionality you talked about as well. Uh, and you started, you know, two years ago, it's pretty relatively recent. Um, so let's talk a little bit about your journey developing you. Obviously you have this, okay. this, crazy idea, shivering for health. Uh, you have mm -hmm. an idea of what the functionality is going to be, right? Like, you know, it's going to be instructional videos and people can follow along, maybe even ask questions. Uh, then what, you know, what's, what's the next step for you? What did you do? Right. Yeah. So, um, it's funny because when we kind of, when my dad created this idea, I mean, he's, he's tinkered with crazy ideas his whole life. I mean, he loves to invent things. And so this was like just number five or six on the list of crazy ideas I've gone through with my dad. Um, but with, the, with this one, you know, I was still working a full-time job and I decided that this was too good an opportunity to pass up. So I started working on it part-time and we decided to try to use a, an app building platform. So it's kind of like Wix. Um, well, they'll build it for you with options that you can take off the shelf. And that was a really great way to kind of test the idea of having a fitness app for faster size. And we did get users. I think the most we had at one time was like 300 users on the app. Um, but it was a good way to test it out. The only problem with that, and one thing I would caution people against is if you go that route, you don't actually own the code. And if for some reason you'd ever want to walk away from the company, you're going to lose your whole app. And that is what happened to us. So um, we actually had to start from scratch and build our new app completely, you know, from the ground up. And um, to do that, though, I did a ton of research. Um, there's so many languages out there that you can use to build an app. So you can use like a native language like React Native or I think Flutter might be native as well. Um, and that is an app that actually like works with the basic functionality of your phone. Then you can use something like Ionic, which has kind of like a web version of the app. And so none of it's actually native to your phone. It's just like a reflection. It's a mirror of a web version on your app. So there's so many ways you can go about this. But for me, ultimately, like I went to a startup boot camp here in Utah called Startup Ignition. And I met a, a coder there who just really seemed to know his stuff. Um, I was like, I would like to work with him but he was already working with another business partner. So I called him another month like later and I said, hey, we're looking for a developer. Are you, do you know anyone who might be open to work? And he's like, funny you asked, I actually stopped working with my partner two days ago. <laughs> so I called just at the right time to kind of slip in there with him. Um, and so he's been working with us since 
I think he's been doing part-time work for us since November of 2020, but he came full-time with us in February of this year. And since then, you know, we've built this app. The whole app I just told you about has basically been developed in about three wow. months. And all from scratch. Um, which code, we're, this guy all from scratch. Thing together with code. Awesome. Yep. So I will say like, it's so important. Like if you aren't a developer and I honestly wish that I had learned how to code yeah. in college, but there are some people who are designed for that work and some people who aren't. And I, I don't think that I'm well designed for that. I, my brain just doesn't work like that. But if you have an idea, it's so critical to get with somebody who does understand this really well. And like, I cannot emphasize enough how important it is to find a good partner that you can trust because I, I mean, like I'm the CEO of our company and he's the chief technical officer, but like, I have to completely take what he's saying, like almost, you know, yeah, you don't the because I don't know anything about it. No. Yeah. <laughs> and, and like in order to support him as well, we have brought on other developers. Um, so we had like four developers that we brought on to help him develop and we're looking to bring on more as well. Um, so like your, your technical officer isn't always going to be the only person coding. Um, but just to have that base of somebody who knows what they're talking about is super yes. important. And I really want to hover on this first step, which is taking your idea app. And I know now there's so much technology and like do-it-yourself drag-and-drop solutions for putting an app together. Uh, I just launched my first app for my fitness company. It's just really just a compilation of videos that people can follow on their phone. Uh, so nothing fancy. But I nice. went through the same thing that you went through, basically searching for all of these solutions and languages. And like, what are you really going to need? Obviously for complex apps, and if you, I didn't even think about owning the code as a potential problem, um, I guess it is. Um, but there's lots of solutions <laughs> out there. So talk to me about some of the options that people might be presented with in terms of drag and drop solutions versus hiring a developer. What is that? Cost. What did you get? And was it equity? Are you paying him? What does it cost to get an app developed? Right, right. So um, honestly, I think when you got an idea, you need to really think about the long-term strategy for your product. So um, you know, it could be that the good solution would be to use one of these drag-and-drop places because you may not need very fancy functionality and you may not need to be able to scale it out long-term. You know, it, it could be something simple. Like I know some airports have an app that you can use to see the different locations that they have and, um, you know, connect and figure out when your flight is. Like those are really simple solutions um, that probably don't require like a really complex app. And so I would say that's a good way to go because it's cheaper, it's really cheap. I think the first version of the app we did was only like $3,500. Um, which speaking in app terms is yeah. nothing, right? I also, um, there are a few other ways you can do it. So there are drag and drop options and those are pretty cheap. Then the next step up would be to get an agency to do this for you. And the app that I wanted to build based on the discussions that I had with different agencies, they said it would probably cost me about a hundred grand, a hundred to 150 grand to do it. Um, which you can do that if you want to get investors. Um, and then the next option would be to actually bring an in-house coder to your product. Um, and so for, for our co-founder, like we gave him a salary. He did take a cut, a pretty big cut from what he was making before, but we pay him a salary and we also gave him equity. Um, and, and I think that that was a good play for us because 
with faster size, I have a feeling that this fitness movement could become an empire over time with work, with effort, um, you know, as we try to get this into corporate wellness programs and hospitals and schools, because um, I think that the application is large. And so for me, it was critical that we owned our code. That's not something that we can mess around with. That's a very core product and it's very important to our company. Um, and so it was worth it to me to give up the equity to pay him a salary. And luckily we actually haven't had to bring on investors yet. Um, we wanted to build the company out a little bit bigger before we entertain the idea of bringing on investors because as soon as you do that, you start to lose some control of the vision of the company. Um, and you also, if you get investors really early on, you're gonna be giving away more of the company because you haven't yes. proved yourself yet. So I, I know that's a long answer. There's so much to think about when you're building an app, but like I, like I said, the most important thing I think is to figure out what you want the app to do and like how hard you want to pursue that. And then you can work your way backwards from there to decide which channel yes. works the best for you. And for those listening, some of the solutions that I've found, um, I, I'm using something called at my site, which basically turns my e-commerce store and blog into an app. Um, pretty easy to use. There's also Fiverr for people who are looking for a relatively affordable app developer option. I've never used any of these people, so I can't vouch for any of them. Uh, but based on what Allison is saying, I think the main takeaway here is it's probably not going to be one size fits all for apps. There's so many different functionalities out there and your vision might need to be custom and your situation is probably going to be custom too. But make sure that you own the code. If this is something that you ever want to sell or raise money for, I think that is super important. Uh, so awesome. That's a, it's a really good uh, start for like step, step B for fruition of your app. Uh, so step C, I think, is going to be how do you actually get users? Or, and what comes first? Is it users or money? Because um, you know, there's a lot of free app options out there. You want to try and get people on the platform and make changes and prove that people actually want the product. Uh, so what was the next step for you once you had a working product? Yeah, so the next step, I mean, definitely users, and this is something that has like my sole attention right now. I'm focusing on this so hard at the moment. Um, but you know, I, I think that it's important to grow your user base and develop at the same time. Um, there's a book called Traction by Gabriel Weinberg. Highly recommend that everyone read that. Um, and it talks about the 50-50 role where you need to spend 50% of your time dedicated to growing user base and 50% of your time developing new features and to kind of grow your company that way. Because as you're getting new users in, you understand what's actually most important for your app and then you can develop to better serve those so that it's kind of just like this synergistic cycle that's making your product better and better. Um, you know, and to get users, uh, this book actually outlines 19 different channels that you can use to get people into your app. Um, but we focused on three. And we're hopefully, like we've been running tests to figure out which one is most beneficial for us. But the three channels that we're working on are um, viral growth, which is having your user base invite their friends to get on your app. And then there's um, unconventional PR. So we're actually starting an internet challenge called the hashtag get winded challenge. Just trying to help people get started with shivering because it is a, such a it's such a unique thing and nobody's ever seen someone intentionally shiver before. <laughs> Um, so we're just kind of trying to normalize that a little bit. And then the third one is affiliate marketing because we found that a lot of doctor's offices love our product. 
um, a lot of nutritionists and personal trainers, they all like this product. And so they want to be able to refer it to their friends. And we figured why not incentivize that, really pour the gasoline on it by helping them grow their businesses by working with us as well. So that's kind of what we're focusing on right now. But I mean, we also have like a corporate wellness program that we're starting. And um, we also have international um, franchising that we're looking into. So there's so many ways that you can monetize this. Um, so I would say like do your research for sure. And, and also like be willing to be creative. This isn't exactly an answer to your question, but I think it's important. Um, I was also reading, yeah. I don't know if you've heard of Neil Patel, um, but he talks a lot about growth hacking. And there's one thing that he said on there that's kind of struck a chord with me. Um, you know, being a first time entrepreneur, like this is my first real company that I pursued. I was not always planning to be an entrepreneur, but I love it. Um, but anyway, sometimes you have this imposter syndrome where you think, I'm not skilled enough or I'm not good enough to succeed or I don't know what I'm doing. I need someone to tell me what to do. And um, I've been wanting to get an advisor because I'm like, well, maybe they'd know better than I do. But this Neil Patel, he was saying that um, oftentimes, you know your business better than anyone. And the best thing that you can do to help your company grow is to have creative ideas that no one's ever thought of before and to do things that no one else has ever tried. And so. I think that just kind of really, that really inspired me to, to focus on what I can do creatively and what I can do to make faster size succeed. And I don't need to be told what to do. I don't need a manual. I don't need to have experience. I can just try my hardest and use my creativity and my experience with this company to help it succeed. So trust yourself and trust that you can do this and you don't have to be an expert to start. Uh, I agree with everything that you said. Neil Patel, who's people are listening is like the king of SEO and organic traffic and everybody starting a business and growing a business, especially for their first time has imposter syndrome, especially once you start actually seeing some success. It's like, am I like, this is going to end soon. Who am I? What are they doing doing business with me? So perfectly normal. Uh, I do always recommend having a mentor and having the right mentor. You don't want someone to tell you your idea is bad. This isn't going to work. Uh, the creativity, you have to keep creative control. Uh, mentorship is great for opening doors and opening your eyes to things that you didn't even know existed, different forms of marketing, different channels, different uh, outlets. Uh, and the marketing that you're doing is very interesting. Um, and app marketing, I'm sure, is a whole world in itself in terms of how to actually acquire users. Viral marketing, obviously, is great. Uh, affiliate marketing, awesome. I'm an osteopathic doctor, so I'm very interested in this. I may be sending some people your way. Uh, and then PR for something like this, oh <laughs> man, yeah, I don't know how many people are doing sh like shiver exercise, but that's a headline. That, that gets me excited. <laughs> I think you'll have a lot of viral success with PR as well, so very exciting. Uh, so now that you've kind of figured out marketing channels and probably still figuring it out, what is your plan to actually become profitable, monetize this thing? Um, are they, do the users have to pay? Is there a free and premium version? What is, what is the plan? Yeah, so, um, and then I just wanted to, to like emphasize what you said, it is important to have a mentor. And I will say, I, I failed to mention that, but I do have a great mentor and I don't know where I'd be without him. So get a mentor. Um, so, okay, but moving on from that, the, the plan to monetize. So um, we have a, like our, our faster size app is $14.99 a month. 
So it's a base subscription. And we also offer a minimal like one week free trial for everyone who wants to sign up. So um, regardless of where you hear about us, you can get at least one week free. Um, but then, you know, through our affiliate programs and certain promotions that we're offering, sometimes people can get it up to like a month of our Faster Size app for free. Um, I know some people have different amounts of time that they're willing to do for a free trial, but we have found that people, when they're using Faster Size, they see results within about three days. Um, so it really doesn't take that long to make, like, to see a difference. And we felt that one week was enough time for them to really have a chance to work with the app and get a feel for it. Um, but you know, there's there's so many different product offerings that you can build on top of this base uh, subscription model. Like I was saying, corporate wellness programs and eventually going into schools. Um, I will say that we landed on the price that we have right now. We used a company here in in Utah. They're called um, Venture Validator, and Venture Validator will run tests for you to find product market fit and also the right price to maximize your profitability. And they'll contact, I think we have like five or 600 people contacted for our survey to figure out, you know, you want something that's statistically significant that you can make sure that this, you know, is, is reflective of the market, at least, you know, closely reflective of the market. And so based on the research that they did and the study that we built with them, the response that we got was we can maximize our profit at $14.99 a month. Um, and you, you got to look at that supply and demand curve. You take it back to economics, you know, 101 back in college, you know, there's there's a supply curve and there's a demand curve and there will be a point where they inter intersect and that's where you want to be to maximize your profitability. Because, um, you know, we could charge less and get more people, but we may not be able to make as much money. Um, and of course, I want to say too, it's not all about money. Um, and we, we definitely want, we focus a lot on like helping the world become a better place, but it's so important when you're a young company and organization, you do have to sustain yourself. Like you're not going to be able to help anyone if you can't fund yourself and you can't keep going because then the product will go belly up and nobody will ever hear about it. So I see no problem with having, you know, a way to, to pay for it. And, you know, our, our goal is to be able to break even in the next two months, which I think that we can do that because our expenses are pretty low. Um, and then from there, you know, we'd like to be able to earn enough to bring on more people to improve the product, to help more people to, and just kind of cycle that into making this something that can help millions of people. I mean, that's always been our goal. The, the vision of faster size is to refresh human fitness the world over. Um, and, and to do that, we're going to need the resources so that, for it. So that's kind of, of our game plan. So I'm excited that you actually utilize some of that and not only your pricing, but making sure that it was actually a good product market fit. So important and one of the biggest mistakes for first time entrepreneurs. So I don't know who pointed you in that direction, but you were advised well. Uh, Allison, what's what? <laughs> Perfect. See, guys? <laughs> My mentor. Saved her, uh, <laughs> saved her a devastating yes. blow yeah. for a first time entrepreneur. Awesome. Uh, so, Allison, what's next for Faster Size? Do you plan on raising capital? Do you raise on, plan on selling? Do you plan on holding on for dear life and seeing how big this thing can get all on your own? What What do you guys want to do? Where do you want to see it go? Yeah, that's a good question. And I think this is probably one of the hottest topics for our executive team right now. Um, for me, I definitely see us growing just with our own resources, with what we have for the next three to six months to see if we can really build traction on our own. 
And I think that if we do that, we'll be able to, sh to justify a much higher valuation, at which point I would want to bring in investors uh, to be able to fund much bigger campaigns, uh, to be able to really make a, put ourselves on the map, so to speak. Um, I know that people talk about an exit and how exciting that could be, but I honestly don't see myself wanting to leave faster size for the foreseeable future. I, I would like, I mean, even if we got bought out, I'd want to stay on as the CEO because I love this company. I love what we stand for. I love the, I love helping people feel so much better every day. And I have never found something else that I have worked on that has had such a strong emotional response for me. You know, I've worked in HR, I've worked in data analytics, um, finance, and a bunch of these other like supply chain. And those are all good things, but the company itself, what we stand for, and the fact that we actually can help people get fit in five minutes a day is the most liberating thing to me. And, um, there's a there's a line in Battle Hymn of the Republic that kind of just really makes me so excited. Um, and it says like, as he died to make men holy, let us live to make men free. And I see, I see the modern form of enslavement and imprisonment, not really being from governments or tyranny, but from bad health. Um, you know, we see the trends are just, they're horrifying. Like, you know, people are dying younger now and the expected life life expectancy is going down for the first time in hundreds of maybe thousands of years. It's, it's sad. And um, I think it's just because our modern lifestyle doesn't fit with our biology anymore and people are getting really sick. And so if I can help turn the tide against that, if I can help turn the tide against poor fitness, I think my life would be worth it. So I, love I would it. like I love to be with this company you don't, for Obviously, a very you don't have to convince me. I'm an osteopathic doctor who loves alternative medicine. I have my own fitness company with a similar mission. Uh, so, kudos to you. Uh, you guys are doing an awesome thing, and I'm really excited for you. As this is your first business and already seems to be on such a great track, that's usually not the case. Most entrepreneurs don't see their first success until like three, four, or five. Uh, so, you're doing something right. You've got a great mentor. You're following some. Right. Uh, an awesome trajectory, and I'm excited to see you grow. Uh, Allison, let me ask, finalize the, the podcast, giving you the, the floor to kind of give your top piece of advice for people who are wanting to start an app for their first time as their main business. Well, first of all, I would say that is a fantastic idea, and I think you should definitely go for it. I don't even know what your product is, but one of the most amazing things about a digital product is that it is so scalable. If you build your product right, um, you can go from having hundreds of users to thousands, tens of thousands, millions without too much difficulty. And having studied supply chain in college, like I totally understand how hard it can be when you're trying to manufacture goods. I mean, to go from 100 to 10,000 customers is not easy when you have to physically manufacture something. I'm so first of all, digital agree with products you there are great. Because I'm in um, service and then, in e-commerce. Those are my two main yeah. businesses. And the scalability is a huge issue and there's so many headaches. My dream has always been app or software. Uh, so yes, uh, for those of you who can do it and want to do it, do it. Uh, I'll let you go on. What's, what's the next one? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, you need everything, right? I think eventually we'll get there, but at least to build yourself a platform, it can be great. 
Um, and then, you know, moving on from there, though, you do have to understand it. It's a crowded market and you need to figure out how is your product going to solve a pain that people need to pay for? Um, because ultimately, that's what entrepreneurship is. It's finding a problem that people are willing to pay you to solve. And it's got to be a big enough problem for enough people for you to be able to make money off of it. And the, like Do I said, it's not research. all about the money, but if you're going to start a business, you better make money because otherwise, uh, <laughs> yeah, do your market research. Um, and then, uh, and then on top of that, you know, I would really spend some time thinking about what is your vision for the company? What are you trying to accomplish? How big do you think this is going to be? And so what kind of infrastructure do you need to build? Um, if you're wanting to go all the way, build a multi-million dollar company that's serving tons and tons of people, you need to you need to be committed to that idea because building an app is not easy. It's easy to scale, but building an app that people want is not easy. Um, it can be done. It just takes a lot of time and energy. And so, like, you need to. This is not going to work well if you are a semi-interested side business kind of mentality. Um, that's fine if you want to do it as a side business, but you better get an agency or one of those platforms that we talked about to build it for you. Um, and then, you know, once you've kind of got your vision, like I'm just going to go ahead and give a list of all the resources this. that I think that you need to take in order to be successful. So I would go, yeah, <laughs> love list. Um, first of all, I would either go to a startup boot camp like startup ignition or get into an accelerator or something because it's hard when you're starting out. You just don't know what you don't know. And there's so many things to start being a business that are very important. And so that's going to help kickstart your business. But then I would also read um, that book I said, Traction by Gabriel Weinberg. Definitely read that. Read Neil Patel's information. This podcast is a great resource as well. So listen to Jay's podcast. <laughs> um, and, and there are lots of other books too that I would recommend. Like um, The Innovator's Dilemma has been really helpful for me by Clayton Christensen. Um, talking about, you know, trying to bring something new to the market. But um, I guess on that note, just as a general general final piece is like, try to use the, the learnings of other people as much as possible. Because when you read these books, when you go to these boot camps, when you listen to these podcasts, that cuts down your learning curve dramatically. Um, because you don't have to try to test everything out yourself and learn from the school of hard knocks, so to speak. Um, you can take best practices and apply them immediately and you'll go so much faster. So, and then lastly, have fun with it because it is a wild ride, but it is it accelerating. And I uh, Allison, thank you so much. And for those of you listening who are interested in faster sites, because I know yeah. I am, uh, I'm assuming Allison's going to give me a link or a referral link or something to, to go download it. So if you go to mentorscollective.com backslash faster size, uh, you'll be able to follow that link and uh, get whatever fun, uh, affiliate credit now um, we, we get there but it'll take you right to the app to download it and allison i want to thank you for your time i want to congratulate you on your journey so far uh super exciting to see everything develop um and thank you for delivering such value for for the audience here i hope everyone's amped to go start their own app <laughs> awesome right, thanks Jay. you guys if you loved this episode do me a favor and click on the link in the description and head over to our exclusive mentors collective facebook community where I post every single day and I give tons of value that I do not post in this podcast. Seriously, if you love this show, you are not going to want to miss that group. You'll also be able to connect with me personally, ask questions, and get access to a ton of free resources that I give out. All right, guys, again, thank you so much for listening, and I'll see you on the next episode. 
Peace out, mentors.